and welcome to No Filler, the music podcast dedicated to sharing the often overlooked hidden gems that fill the space between the singles on our favorite records. My name is Quentin, with me as always is my brother Travis, and today we are diving into Pale Saints and their album from 1992, In Ribbons. So, we're kind of hanging out in between college radio, alt-rock, and shoegaze. Last week we covered Catherine Wheel and their album Chrome. And, dude, I'm like obsessed now with with finding more acts like this from from that era. Yeah, this is my has been my favorite, probably my favorite thing about um, doing this podcast is is having an excuse to stumble upon these these bands like this that we kind of missed because they weren't you know on the radio necessarily. They weren't on MTV in the '90s when we were just kind of basically just listening to whatever whatever was in our brother's record collection, right? So he 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 didn't have bands like uh, like Hum or like this band. Or like uh, Catherine Wheel or any shoegaze band at all, right? So there's so much good 90s rock out there and there's so many different like branches of if you stem from just like alt rock and then it's like shoegaze grunge, you know, it all kind of stems from there. And then there's these branches that go off from there, you know, and there's just so many acts out there. Now, I have a feeling that if we grew up in the UK, we probably would have heard of Pale Saints and a lot of these acts. Pale Saints' first album... The Comforts of Madness, which came out two years before In Ribbons, the one we're going to cover today, reached the top 40 on the UK albums chart. So, you know, like they were making waves over in the UK. But yeah, like you were saying, and maybe it was just because we weren't paying attention. But yeah, I don't think these groups really made, you know, a lot of noise here in America. And, and I don't think MTV was covering them either. And, you know, they were a major part of the emergence of Shoegaze. They had their album, as I mentioned before, Comforts of Madness, on Pitchfork's 50 Best Shoegaze Albums of All Time. It's at number 21 on there. Our intro song was a song called Hunted, which is on this album in Ribbons that we're covering. And, um, you know, just from that minute-long intro, I think what stands out to me is, and this is kind of like what, you know, Catherine Wheel was doing with their early stuff, it did feel a little grungy, right? Like the the chords, the guitar tone. But then you've got his like really, uh, Ian Masters, he's the lead singer. I like this quote here. He's got this ethereal choir boy-like vocals. Ethereal certainly lends itself to shoegaze. So yeah, definitely. And that's what stands out to me is his, his voice and how it contrasts with this like dark and moody kind of you know atmospheric dream pop all right so before we get into it uh, let's take a brief moment trav talk about our sponsors better help so trav as you know i've i've actually used better help before uh, when i first started back at school and i i really loved it dude i really loved my therapist he's a great guy the tools that he gave me uh you know to kind of help with anxiety and and stress i still use to this day it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. 
It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. And we've got a special offer for No Filler listeners. Right now, you can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at BetterHelp.com slash No Filler. Again, that's BetterHelp.com slash No Filler to get that 10% off your first month. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. All right, Trav, let's get into it. So there's this great tiny little, it looks like just a, a, a review from like a, like a music section of an old newspaper. Um, short and sweet little review of In Ribbons by a guy named Stuart McConey. He says here, Pale Saints, Leeds Strangest, are certainly part of No Herd. Though there are superficial similarities with other breeds of wan, pale, and interesting guitar groups, Pale Saints are one-offs, genetic aberrations, where the bulk of their peers are recycling the same few half-formed notions. Graham, Ian, Mariel, and Chris are positively drunk on ideas. In Ribbons is a rock record for some of the time, but it wants to be a whole lot more. It's ambitious, perverse, oblivious to fashion, and desperately self-centered. It's marvelous. And that's a great way to tee it up, dude. What was it? Drunk with ideas ideas okay that's so that that tells me that like this is going to be some experimental stuff what stands out to me about this record is just how varied it is from track to track and that's what i love about it and one thing before we get into it i want to mention so uh mariel barham is she's the second guitarist in the group i don't know if she's considered rhythm or lead or if they bounce back and forth on that uh, but she was the lead singer for Lush. She was the original vocalist for Lush. So that, again, I mean, that's another huge shoegaze act. Uh, and she joined the group in 1990. And Ian Masters, who is the lead singer, so Mariel will sing on some of the, uh, some of the tracks as lead, but Ian Masters is the lead singer. Uh, he actually leaves the group after this record. He was kind of already just fed up with the routine of, of, you know, constantly writing and touring and all that. So this is the last record that features Ian Masters in his choir boy-like vocals. So let's dive into it. Here is our first pick on In Ribbons. This is track two on the record. We got two clips to play. This song is called Ordeal.
Yeah, so in the same vein as Catherine Wheel, I feel like there's, you know, just a, how do I say that? There's, there's like hangover from the 80s still in the sound, you know? And really, maybe maybe it really does come down to, you know, these guys are, are uh, English lads, right? <laughs> but I, I hear a little bit of, um, God, what is that band? The Stone Roses, which was another like, oh yeah, kind of like alt rock, a little bit of new wave kind of sound to them. It's guitar heavy is what I love about it. And, and very instrumental, you know, like for the most part. And a lot of these tracks on here is... I mean, look, dude, look at the lyrics. It's it's two lines. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, right. Uh, and I've got another clip. The rest of it's all just instrumental. And, you know, it's got this like, you know, kind of like with Catherine Reel, Space Rock, I think, fits here, you know, sonically how it sounds. So again, going back to that quote from earlier, you've got his ethereal vocals alongside these dark atmospheric noise pop tunes. And that's, yeah, that's a mainstay of this record is is just very atmospheric in a really great way. And another thing that I think is interesting, and this might play into the overall sound that they've got going, and it does kind of lend itself to to that shoegaze kind of sound. Uh, so I'm pulling this from an interview. So this is kind of interesting. This is an interview between Ian Masters and Steve Keralt, which is uh, one of the members of Ride. So Steve is interviewing Ian. And he says here, I found, so this is Steve talking to Ian. He said, I found your playing style unique. And I try to emulate it on a few Ride tracks. What inspired you to play that way using chords instead of the more traditional approach? So remember, Ian is a bass player. So Ian says, I have no idea. I had never played bass before in my life, so my approach was that of a natural swimmer. The band needed a bass player to survive, so I went and bought one and played it like I had played the guitar. <laughs> like he said, my approach is that of a natural swimmer. Like, you know, I'm not going to be doing some, like, professionally taught, like, backstroke. I'm going to just do my own thing, and hopefully I swim. He only started playing the bass because the band needed a bass player. So, you know, he's strumming chords like a guitar player does. Yeah, I'm always fascinated when I hear about that kind of stuff where it's like, yeah, you know, somebody needed to play the bass, so I just, I picked it up. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it seems like a lot of times it's like, this person is a really incredible bass player, you know? And like, there wasn't like a passion, lifelong passion, you know, and desire like dedicated to learning and mastering the bass. It's just out of necessity, they pick it up. It's kind of like Kim Gordon. You know, I always wonder like, it maybe it's because you weren't quote unquote classically trained that you maybe do things that that are a little bit unorthodox time and time again dude that's that ends up being the case yeah you don't have any like preconceived notions necessarily of like here's how you play the bass you know right exactly your first time playing the bass might be to make music for for this like sound that you and your bandmates are trying to craft so it's really interesting all right here is clip 2 from ordeal
Yeah, I feel like that drum sound is an '80s drum sound. The kind of the, like the reverb and stuff on that snare just makes me think of the '80s. Yeah, that the new wave sound. Right. I just wanted to sneak in that little xylophone or whatever that is. Yeah, that's cool. Little number that they add in. But that's to me what I like about early '90s rock is that like they're still like one foot in the '80s, you know. Yeah. Like you heard that in some of like uh, the the Gish stuff, the Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah, totally. It, it always seems like when you're thinking about rock specifically, like we just put these walls around a sound, you know, it's like, oh, there's the 80s sound. And then right when the 90s happened, you know, it was all about grunge. It's like, well, no, I'm not. It's, you know, it's it's it's, all, it's a transition, you know, it's not like it's a, like 1990 hits and suddenly... You know, it it all just changes like it's a gradual like evolution, right? Yeah, and you really have to be a music fan actively seeking out music in the early '90s to realize that. Otherwise, you're just going to get bombarded with with grunge, and you miss out on this stuff. All right, jumping down quite a ways here, we're going to play track eight. This song is called "Hair Shoes." chilling dude yeah i was gonna say the word we use a lot is is a, it's a haunting. haunting but i like the um the i think he the guitar player might have like a a slide on their finger like one of those like glass slides or something like yeah that, something like which that. is kind of cool and that might be the um the drunk with creativity or whatever drunk with ideas yeah and that's you know that this this is that um dark you know atmosphere kind of sound yeah i love the lyrics too it's very emo he says, how long can I contain this wretched that no cure can tame? 
Feel it coursing through me still. Never knew that I could feel so ill. So I'm going to read this quote again from, from Stuart McConey. He says, They aren't afraid to be alluring, but neither are they averse to freezing your blood on occasion. Hair shoes is the sound of great moaning winds passing across the frozen wastelands of the soul. <laughs> Woolly mammoths are roaming about here. It is positively prehistoric and ace. <laughs> Love it. Positively prehistoric. <laughs> yeah. And I got another clip, actually, from this one. I just want to kind of play a little bit more to, to show you how it just kind of devolves into just straight-up noise. So here we go. Here's clip two from Hair Shoes. Yeah, I like the, um, you know, it almost has like a, like an Italian Godfather. Oh yeah, vibe that little. There's an there's an instrument, dude. That you know, I wish we knew. <laughs> and there's not much on personnel info uh, that I could find as far as who's doing what. But for the most part, it's just just the members of the group doing most of the instruments. But yeah, they do have a few more arrangements in there. This cello uh, in one of the songs. But um, you know what this reminds me of, man? Cave in. Again, specifically antenna, this sound reminds me of like the kind of sound on tracks like Sea Frost or um, Breath of Water, you know? Breath of Water, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. And like, you know, Breath of Water, we talked about how Catherine Wheel had some of that like sonic quality to it. Yeah, it's that space rock. That's that's where the space and like the prog rock kind of stuff. And it's all that reverb, really. That's the It's the reverb and stuff like that that's kind of doing that, that's kind of making it sound ethereal and like sort of like swirling around you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. If you don't know what we're talking about, uh, we actually did a, a full episode on cave in their album antenna, which is our favorite album of cave in. They're a heavy metal group that 
briefly took a turn to please RCA, the record label, and released this more like atmospheric space rock album. So check that out. And uh, we've got two more tracks to play, Trav. I know you got somewhere to be here pretty soon, so let's just chug right along. This next one might be my favorite on the record. This is track eight. It's called Baby Maker. song man i love it yeah really good song so like this this makes me you know i'm I'm reminded of a lot of 2000s era indie bands and maybe even like yes the emo sound of of the early 2000s a little bit yeah right the third wave emo yeah i think so so like like jimmy jimmy world yeah and i was even thinking like god what's his name ben gibbard ben gibbard sure is that that's the death cab for q yeah death cab yeah the death cab guy like Maybe even if we were to try to think of a shoegaze band, maybe like the Drop 19's lead singer had that more like soft quality. So that's the thing. Here's where this band is way different than Catherine Wheel. I feel like Catherine Wheel was always a little bit, had a little bit more edge to them. Yeah. And and we're writing more straightforward, quote unquote, rock songs, which we talked about last week. But these guys are starting to, you know, this is more of a 
more of an alt-rock sound with the clean guitar sound. There's not even a whiff of grunge in this sound at all, right? So, like, this is more almost like a, this song at least had kind of a surf rock sound to it a little bit. But the clean guitar was, you know, more in line with the the kind of stuff that made R.E.M. get the college rock label and the alt-rock label on them. They were having that, like, 60s jangly guitar sound. Yep. Totally. That's what this song had for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to read just straight from Wikipedia here three little uh, quotes that really sum it up, man. Uh, It says, Jack Rabbit of Trouser Press called In Ribbons alluring and attractive, rich in complexity and raw emotion. Martin C. Strong wrote that the subtlety of its shredding chords and sporadic sonic dreamscapes were let loose all over the shop. Love that. And Music Hound Rock, the essential album guide, wrote that the album immaculately balances widescreen guitars and soft melodies. <laughs> widescreen guitars, that's perfect. Dude. Like we were <laughs> that's, trying to... <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> we were trying to, to, you know, find words to describe space wide rock. Widescreen guitars. <laughs> yeah, widescreen guitars. I'm just trying, I'm just trying to, I'm taking that all in right there. That metaphor is great. <laughs> It went from the one one to one ratio to to freaking sixteen nine, dude. You know what I can't stand? I, I can't stand the people that have you know flat screen modern televisions, and then they turn on the full screen mode or whatever. It's like, dude, I can see more. You it's cut like, off no, half you, his head. You, bro. you can't. Yeah, you <laughs> can't see more. Yeah, but that's kind of what I like about that metaphor to describe the guitar because it's like you're opening it up a little bit. You're you're hearing more things maybe or like getting the full range of that guitar sound yeah well this is why we don't write we just read aloud what other people wrote (laughs) yeah all right man i got one more to play so i wanted to uh play a song with mariel as the lead singer because she's got a great voice this is another great one i got two clips for this as well this is track 11 this song is called feather frame
Yeah, I think they pulled off that slight delay on the the drums and that snare drum would hit and then the rest of it kind of dissipated cut away and it kind of echoed a little bit i thought that was really well done and really cool same with her vocals too they had a echoey effect on her vocals too love love her voice dude yeah um her her voice kind of sounded more like a traditional shoegaze voice i guess definitely on the dream pop side of things dream pop yeah so i actually wanted to play two clips this is basically the whole song um but i really like this little like interlude kind of little ditty at the end that I think is really cool. So here is the second half of Feather Frame. Yeah, very like playful, you know, kind of like a like a music box or something. I mean, they're drunk with ideas, dude. Like one of those jewelry boxes that you like, you you crank it and then it, the ballerina spins, you know, the little or, ballerina. But that's yeah, yeah, totally. The very last like part of that song before that outro kind of had some grunge chords. It, it didn't sound like grunge, but like I can, I could, I was actually thinking to myself, man, I like to hear a version of this with the distortion cranked up a little bit because like I could hear you know that it had sort of like a grunge skeleton to it but uh, yeah that was a, that's a really effective um outro there and I, I think that's you know again the, the creativity that 
that was being referred to with the uh, drunk with creativity, you know, because, you know, I, I love I love experimentation like that, you know. Yeah, totally. Well, that's all I got, brother. Short and sweet on this one. I, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Next week, we're going to take a brief detour for uh, What You Heard episode. And then after that, we're going to come back and cover Hum, right, Trev? Yeah, we're going to talk about Downward is Heaven Word. I am so stoked about that. I'm too. excited, too, to get more into it. It's such a great record. Yeah. Um, there's something special about about those guys, man. Hum uh, is easily one of my favorite acts from the 90s. And, you know, they put out that new record in, in 2020 that, that um, kind of got them some attention again. I, I brought one of their songs to um, to our year-end recap for 2020. So Yeah, big fan of it. Yeah, it was awesome to hear new stuff from them. And it you know, sounded like they kind of picked up exactly where they left off. So anyway, yeah, we'll talk about Hum. And, you know, that'll give us an opportunity to talk about what the hell Space Rock is a little bit more because that's one of the labels that gets thrown on them, uh, as you'll see by some of the, as you'll hear by some of the lyrics, I should say. And I want to stick in this in this pocket, dude. I think I think I might want to dive into either Ride or Lush. This is our pocket, you know, dude. Just keep this train going. My hands are always in. Always. Oh, dude, damn it! I'm and I wanted to mention this. Let me real quick if I can find it because I just exited out of it. But, okay, I wanted to read this because I thought it was interesting uh, from Stuart McConey. I was quoting him earlier, but he said I like how you have an actual like scan of a newspaper clipping. Yeah. Yeah. So now listen to this, bro. See see if you know what this means. So he says All right, talking more about the album and he's talking about a song called Shell that I didn't play, but he says Shell is a brazenly lovely ornamental string ballad in the midst of raging noise. Shamefacedly beautiful. It's more brogue gazing than shoe gazing. Brogue gazing what does that mean so not like bro like a frat dude <laughs> definitely not bro brogue gazing i don't know what brogue means it's a style of low-heeled shoe okay <laughs> you know sometimes you just make shit up if you're a writer oh you know? hang on i get it now i get it oh I, oh i get it too dude <laughs> it's a it's a more fancier got it form of shoe gaze okay so a brogue, brogue is, is a, like is a very fancy like okay. formal wear kind of shoe. Okay, now we got it. See, <laughs> takes us a second. Yeah. Okay, well that makes sense. Very clever. Yeah, very clever. That. Stuart McConey, you're all right, man. So it's, it's shoe gaze for more like highbrow people. It's more highbrow shoe gaze. Yeah. Anyways, that's that, brother. You want to wrap us up, and then I've got an outro for us. All right. So you can of course find us on Instagram, which is you know a really good place to get in touch with us. That's really all it's for now, dude. Uh, you know what? Yeah. I've just got too much going on in my life right now to, to even think about social media. Me too. Me too. Hey, you know what? If you're out there and you want to run our Instagram account, let us know. And tell us on Instagram. Yeah, let us know. We'll give you the keys to that. Uh, anyway, just search for No Filler Podcast. You'll find us on Instagram. And uh, you can also, of course, listen to us on the Pantheon Podcast Network. So if you were to follow them on any app that you can listen to podcasts from you'll get our newest episode in their feed and you'll also get all the other great podcasts um, under the network which is all music related podcasts so that's pantheonpodcast.com and uh, yeah we'd like to thank akg as always for sponsoring the show and the network 
join us next week for our What You Heard. I've got an outro lined up for us, Trav. So this is the song of Pale Saints that I recently heard that got me turned on to to dive into more of their stuff. So they have a little EP from 91 that came out between The Comforts of Madness and In Ribbons. There's a six-minute instrumental song called Porpoise that I latched onto. It's really great. That's going to be our outro. And uh, yeah, until next week, thank you as always for listening. My name's Quentin. My name is Travis. Y'all take care. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett. 
Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Points.